Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. I, I'm telling y'all, I'm giddy. My heart is absolutely full. Um, I, I went to bed with a smile. I woke up with a smile. And, you know, I'm always smiling and laughing because happiness is a choice in the Brundage household. We tell our kids that, you know, e- even when they get sad about something, we give them 60 seconds. You can cry for 60 seconds, but after that, we're not going to keep crying. Mm-mm, we're going to learn the lesson, whatever that lesson is. And and then we're going to continue to laugh and we're going to continue to be a light and we're going to continue to lead with love because that's what we do. And I'm not, you know, diminishing anybody's grief or the, um, you know, need to shed tears. That's that's all fine. But the decision that we make here is to be happy. And I am ecstatic. I am filled with joy. Why? Because the Good Neighbor Station, WCCO Radio, will be broadcasting the General Mills Martin Luther King UNCF Breakfast Live right here on this radio station. I, I just, I wish I could tell y'all how, um, how excited and grateful and happy I am that that is happening. And I'm going to tell y'all more about that history because I'm telling y'all, when I found out the General Mills and, and WCCO were connected and, and got the whole Betty Crocker story and how that all came about, I was like, we got to have the breakfast on the Good Neighbor Station. And the fact that General Mills was on board and, and Brad and, and the big bosses at CCO Radio came together and, and Joe Jonkers jumped in, um, the engineer, and, and were able to pull off this feat. 
Oh, I'm trying not to cry, but I feel like they did it for me. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I, I, I try not to make it all about myself, okay? But I feel like they did it for me. And if they did it for me, they did it for my community. And if they did it for me, they did it for you. So, listen, don't let me down. On Monday, if you don't already have tickets for the breakfast, um, listen to it. Whether or not you agree with everything that Valerie Jarrett says or does, it's not about her. It's about the legacy and life of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. So I thank you personally for tuning in um, and supporting um, the efforts of a lot of hardworking people to make this happen. Now, speaking of hardworking people, one of the first, and you know what? She may have been the first friend, the first person I met outside of work. Um, when I moved to the Twin Cities was um, Shannon Gibney. She was in charge of Twin Cities Black Journalists, and she, um, you know, called me and said, hey, we've got this group. I heard you're a new employee over at KSTP and we want to welcome you to the city and this will be a, a wonderful way and opportunity for you to not only meet some professionals but also to volunteer and I, I'm not going to lie, I don't think she's ever heard this story before but we were emailing back and forth and Shannon, I thought you were a dude so I was going to holler at you I was like, oh, he is so nice because I never, and I was telling this story to Sean, I was like, I never I met never a girl named I, I never met a I never met a girl named Shannon, and so I thought you were a dude until we met and I was so disappointed, not that I wasn't happy to meet you, but I thought surely this Shannon guy he like he saw my picture somewhere and thought I was hot because he is so friendly. So whenever I go, girl, that's probably why I had like on full makeup. I was all sprayed down with cologne at the first NABJ meeting. You was like, girl, you so dressed up. You're going somewhere after this. I thought I was going on a date with the Shannon guy. <laughs> you know what's funny is my parents told me later why part of the reason why they picked my name is because. Uh, you don't know if it's, you know, a girl or a boy, which I actually wow. like because it's, it's a very strong name. It's a strong name. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's funny. I will share that little tidbit with them, which I'm sure they will find very entertaining as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never, I didn't tell anybody that story until I confirmed that you were going to be on the show. I told it to Sean, and it's so funny because Sean got mad. He was like, but wait. We were dating. I was like, yeah, but you didn't like me. You were trying to get rid of me, so I was trying to line up the next dude. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Sean has something to say about that, yes. Yeah, exactly. he, 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 yeah. he did. He, he was saying it, but he wasn't saying it to me. He's probably saying it, texting his friends or something, saying it under his breath. Right, right, you know. But, girl, yeah, I am just do. so proud of you because I'm looking at your social oh, media timeline. And you have got a new book. You're out in community with it. You know, you've always yeah. been a writer. You've always been expressive. But this new project is something special and amazing. Tell us all about it. Thank you, Shaletta. And thanks for having me on the show. Really appreciate it. Um, 
Yeah, so uh, my new book is called The Girl I Am, Was, and Never Will Be. And then um, the subtitle is A Speculative Memoir of Transracial Adoption. Um, so um, basically the premise is there's two primary timelines. One timeline is, quote, unquote, what really happened. Myself, Shannon Gibney, growing up in 1985, uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan, with my white adoptive parents. Um, and and just so listeners can know, because I know nobody can see me, um, I identify as a mixed black um, woman. And then um, the other timeline, primary timeline, is my name at birth, um, Aaron Powers, um, and being raised by my white uh, biological mother in 1985 in Utica, New York. And then, you know, because I'm a, a black nerd, of course, um, there's a, a wormhole uh, connecting um, the two timelines. And so Shannon and Aaron kind of see each other um, in different ways, in different places. Um, and then I also um, surround that story with, uh, you know, documents from my adoption, um, mm-hmm. pictures of family members and myself, um, a lot of letters from my birth mother. And then um, there's like these short micro essays as well, on the absurdities of <laughs> the adoptee experience. So it's it's this sort of big collage um, that I, I hope people um, can can follow. Uh, you know, it's been out, it came out on uh Tuesday, I believe. Yeah, so. brand new girl. Press, look, the pages are still warm. Okay, it's got that new yes. book smell to it. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it's very exciting. I mean, it's it's something. I started it, um, I believe, uh, right as the pandemic, right before the pandemic started. Um, and so that's whatever three, three and a half years ago, maybe four. And then, um, but really, I've I've been writing it for my whole life in many ways. So, yes, yeah. yes. Now, what was this like to just pour all of you into a book? Because one thing I know about you, even though you're a writer, girl, you don't be putting all your business out there like I do. Like, <laughs> I, I was at the divorce court and signing the paper and tweeting out that I'm divorced and thanking everybody for their love and support. Um, Sean wasn't even in the car yet, girl. I mean, you know, the judge had not stamped the papers and the whole state of Minnesota knew that I was no longer married. <laughs> you're hilarious. Yes, that definitely, you know, there's messy, right? And then there's messy. Yeah. So we can, you know, yeah. we all sort of have our places that we can kind of choose. Uh, definitely um, <laughs> with with certain types of messy, I don't really like to, you know, uh, 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 share that messiness. Yeah. Um, this particular type of messy, um, it, you know, in the service of making a piece of art, um you know, this was just something, it, it is really sort of a higher calling. I feel like art is a higher calling. You have to sort mm-hmm. of let yeah. go of some yeah. of your own ego and some of your own stuff. Um, that said, this is definitely the most exposed <laughs> I felt uh, with mm-hmm. my with my writing ever. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's like, um, it, it's still in this, in the service of this larger story. Um, so, so that feels good. That part feels good. Yes. And it was fun to write. I mean, again, mm-hmm. um, strangely enough. Yeah. Because, you know, especially like the speculative nerdy elements with the wormholes and all kinds of stuff. And um, yeah, you know, because of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
But I I want to I want to take a quick commercial break. Um, but when we yeah. come back, you're going to be in a couple of different places. Um, transracial yeah. adoption um, is, you know, it, it's it's something that a lot of people here in the Twin Cities um, have been a part of. They've experienced it. Yeah. Their loved ones have experienced yeah. it. They have their stories to tell. And so I yeah. want to give them an opportunity to meet you out in community as you do your book signings and readings Perfect. and answer yeah. questions. And I also Shannon, want you to talk to me and the listeners because on everybody's New Year's resolution is writing a book. How do you take an idea from inside your head and put it in front of your face? Everybody's New Year's resolution. Okay, it's at the top of the vision board. I want you to talk to us. Losing weight. You guys know, writing a book, okay. Uh-uh, no, we, okay. Don't, we want to eat. We want to eat, Shannon. We don't want to lose no weight. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. We just want to write our book and keep okay. eating our cookies. That. 200%. I'm a cookie Amen. eater myself. Yes. Amen. Yes. We're going to be talking more to Shannon after these commercials. Why is she on the Shaletta Shell? Because she is going to be at my favorite bookstore red balloon bookshop on wednesday at 6 30 in st paul is shannon gibney she's joining us on the john schuster caldwell banker hotline her book the girl i am was and never will be a stunning young adult novel she is a local author she is my girl uh a space <laughs> is limited a ticket is required you can register and you can pre-order the book just go to redballoonbookshop.com and girl you are in a spot on the red balloon bookshop that i have always wanted to be in honey the home page you don't even need a link they got shannon's picture up there like she is owning the place and I am absolutely loving all of it, loving all of it. Red Balloon is fantastic. Um, you know, I and if people that. don't know, it's yeah, it's a, a children's bookstore in St. Paul, and it's been there uh, a long time. And um, so that event is going to going to be a reading from the book, but it's also going to be a, a conversation with one of my BFFs, uh, Sun Young Shin, who's um, also a transracial adoptee, a uh, Korean adoptee. And, um, and you know, uh, we have the same um, ridiculous sense of humor. So um, it will be, it will be good. Um, and so, yeah, we, we'd love to see folks there. Um, yeah, you do have to register online um, just, you know, to keep everybody safe and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then and, the and, other, the other. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say, and and the the Red Balloon Bookshop is, um, you know, it's a tight spot, and so we don't want people yeah. to just go and think they're gonna come. You have to um, pre-register. You can also pre-order the book. Make sure you go to redballoonbookshop.com com um to see shannon it's this wednesday january 18th at 6 30 the girl i am was and never will be that amazing young adult novel um it's going to be a lot of fun um and you know just a, a, an amazing opportunity to hear the story behind the story and shannon that's the thing you know everybody i talk to is ready to write a book that's on their new year's resolution <laughs> they don't want to take the book and i and i tell my girlfriends all the time don't take your book to the grave you know how many books have gone to the grave 
There are so many books in a cemetery right now because people have died with their vision. They have died with their creativity. That is a sad story. story. You know what? I'm going to just write the damn book myself. That's my book this year. Don't take your book to the grave. That's right. That's totally right. I mean, I think it's awesome that uh, so many people have, um, I mean, we all have stories, right? We're all, we all have a story to tell. Yes. And we all, you know, part of my book is about the stories that came before me, you know, like that's Mm -hmm. really, um, as well as, you know, my, the choices that that I make, you know, creating my own story here um, and how those things really come together. And so I think that's why um, probably uh, so many people um, have that sort of on their on their bucket list, you know. Okay, what's the yeah. first thing you want to tell them to do? They have an idea. They have a story in their head. They want to get a book done, whether it is a children's book like the ones I do, a young adult novel mm-hmm. like your latest creation, or they've got some kind of anthology where they want to um, memorialize their family history. They want to do a biography mm-hmm. of an uncle who was a Buffalo soldier and, and never got his story told. What is the first thing that you would tell them to do if they were sitting in a room listening to you now? I mean, I would say go to um, loft.org, the Loft Literary Center um, here in the Twin Cities is one of the premier um, writing centers actually in the country. Um, And they have... uh, they have a ton of classes of every sort. You know, you want to mm-hmm. write uh, kid lit, you want to write uh, memoir, creative nonfiction, you want to write literary fiction, you want to write sci-fi, horror, romance. They, they have every kind of class for you, um, sliding scale to accommodate people. Mm-hmm. Um, also, um, the libraries, also Hennepin County Libraries, St. Paul Public Libraries, you know, all they have a lot of um really great uh, uh, free writing programs as well um, if you go on their events page and, and check it out as well. So, I mean, the Twin Cities is actually a great place to it be um, if, if you are um, an aspiring writer um, because there's, there's a lot of resources. There's a lot of organizations. There's a lot of individuals um, that, are, that are out here um, to try to help you. Yeah. And and I just appreciated that because when I started out, you know, I'm a TV writer. I'm a radio writer, girl. So we got 60 seconds to tell this story and then we're out. Mm -hmm. We're done. It's over. You know, 90 seconds if it sweeps. And and so, (laughs) you know, those short, choppy sentences with just a little bit of of information. And, you know, that's just not going to cut it if you're trying to tell a story and connect with people. And and so having those educational components, you know, we've lived in four other states. I've never seen anything like what we have in the Twin Cities with the loft and then the boutique publishing company. Companies. Yes, yeah. that's another yeah. thing. It's These small special. boutique publishing companies like Beavis Palm Press, um, Dr. Artika Tyner's um, publishing company, Dare Beavis's publishing company, you know, women. Yeah. Um, are on the forefront of uh, literature and, and producing yeah. new books here in the Twin Cities. Yeah. And every one of those women will hold your hand and walk you through the process. Oh, yeah, that's what we do as women. That's what we do, right? And so, I mean, I, yeah, and I think that that is, um, 
really special to Minnesota and the Twin Cities. I have friends who are writers in other places, and they're just, like, flabbergasted <laughs> when they see, like, all the grants available to us. Girl, um, yeah. All the institutional support, you yeah. know, all the, you know, the community that we have here. It's also, you know, no community is perfect, but it tends to be less sort of the community of, of the writing community here and publishing community tends to be less, like, backbiting than in places oh, like yeah. New York. Uh, or, yes. Yes. And, and, you know, it's so funny because when um, Buffalo happened, um, when, you know, Lake Charles was devastated by a storm, when when there was a shooting at the Topps grocery store in Buffalo, when the kids in Uvalde were gunned down at school and mm, I threw mm. my books on the RV to take them to um, these tragedies all across the country. Mm, Other Twin mm. Cities authors brought their books to share with me, Crown Shepherd no. and Dr. Tyner and, and so many others, you know, gave Papa Lemon, gave me their books and said, you know, we can't make it, but we want to send you down with as many books as no. possible. And when I that went so to, sweet. I went to Uvalde and girl, they said we made the largest book donation in the library's history. What? With all the books so that what, we brought from the Twin Cities, girl. That. Yes. And, and girl, wait, we in the RV, girl. My kids ain't even got nowhere to sit because the RV <laughs> is full of books. Okay. <laughs> and they are full of books. And we got that, girl. And, I mean, this town was devastated, you know, from that school oh shooting. Gosh. And we got off oh that God. RV, girl. And uh, we brought those books, girl. And they just lit up. I mean, because, you know, this is all the kids from the neighborhood. There's only one library in Uvalde. And so somebody oh coming down there to bring them books. Girl, they were so happy. And, and girl, I was like you said, it was so surprising because the community of writers in the Twin Cities where yeah. there's no backbiting and we will give each other books and we will help each yeah. other and we will pack up an yeah. RV full of books. That's just what writers here do and you go to another yeah. um city and girl these writers are snatching each other's books <laughs> off the shelf and they're not helping each other <laughs> no, I was like, wait, what's going on with y'all books with everybody's stuff to a tragedy like it's not it's not the same thing at all yeah it's it's you know and i, I don't want to make it seem like it's a utopia because people are yeah people we like, got our like, issues but, girl yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But uh, but but you know, sort of on balance, um, it's it's really an amazing place to be. And I, I will is. say too, as a you know, as a writer of color, as a black woman writer, um, you know, I've been here about twenty years now. I'm getting a little older, mm-hmm. um, and um, you know, I've really when I first came, it felt very sort of you know white and exclusive and whatever. But I I have seen in the time that I've been here, people working really hard, some of the people that that you named and and others to try and make it um, much more inclusive for everybody, um, which is really important as well. Yeah. And it is important for me that you get down here um, to Red Balloon Bookshop on Wednesday to support Shannon Gibney. Uh, Her new young adult novel, The Girl I Am, was and never will be. You can register and get a ticket at Red Balloon Bookshop's uh, Red Balloon Bookshop, no S, dot com. um, And she's right there on the home page. And you can also pre order copies of that book shannon gibney i am so proud of you i am so excited (laughs) for this new journey that you are on with this novel and how many kids um, and adults alike are going to be touched by your brilliance and your 
uh, light and your words. Thank you for being on the Shaletta Show. Shaletta, you're wonderful. Thank you so much. And thanks for listening, everyone. Oh, girl, you have just blessed us on this John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Don't go anywhere. We've got weather coming up next. You know, they say that Dr. King was a drum major for justice. If he was a drum major, this next guest was one of his majorettes. Miss Rose McGee is joining us courtesy of the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. And if the name Rose McGee does not sound familiar to you, let me tell you how we all know her. The sweet potato pie lady. Miss Rose, thank you for being on the show once again. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back, Miss Rose. Well, thank you, Miss Shaletta. I tell you, a drum major. Ooh, I'm, I'd rather be a drum major for justice because Lord knows I didn't have the legs to be a drum major back in high school. <laughs> <laughs> now, oh, you um, started something amazing to honor Dr. King's legacy every year um, for his birthday. You bake uh, the number of pies for the age that he would have been. Um, if he were still alive, if he was still Mm -hmm. with us today. And you use those pies as a way to erase racism. Now, look, Ms. Rose, if folks can't come together for nothing else and agree on anything, we all believe (laughs) that your pies are delicious. And and you are using them in a way to pull down systems. Talk to us about that. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, 94 is the number of pies that we are making right now. I'm sitting here, and I tell you, I'm getting a little older, and these young people are stepping in, and they're making the pies. All I'm doing is just say, okay, do this, do that, do this, do that. And these pies got got it smelling good out here in Breck, at Breck School in Golden Valley. These volunteers are here, but students have been here. It's just been so beautiful to see some of Breck's students of color here making these pies. And um, it, it's just a beautiful thing because when people come together around race, you know, some are skeptical. Some feel mm. that, oh, I don't, I'm not race. I don't have, I don't, I'm not. But, yeah, we all have something that we aren't quite, um, uh, you know, on the same level with. So when we created Sweet Potato Comfort Pie, I call it a catalyst for caring and building community. I think of it as a way for people to come together and heal. And you cannot heal if you don't first understand that you're wounded. And sadly, for for most of us people of color, and I'm going to talk specifically about black people right now, we're so wounded and broken and scarred that we just don't know what to do. So when food becomes a part of the process, it just soothes. And what better food than the sweet potato comfort pie? You know, I consider it to be the sacred dessert of black culture. And if that's moving over into helping other people understand, then so be it. And it does. And it is because everybody, you know, they come through this process and many will say, you know what? I think I'm going to start using sweet potato pie instead of pumpkin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all right. Now, when I first met you, Miss Rose, you were out in Golden Valley. You were baking these pies. And for Martin Luther King's birthday, 
uh, people were gifting the pies to their relatives, neighbors, friends, um, and they were bringing these pies back to, you know, the spot and, and using these pies as a conversation starter, sitting around the table and talking mm-hmm. about how we can make this world uh, a better place. And then COVID happened, you know, and, and we couldn't mm-hmm. come together anymore to eat the pies. And, mm-hmm. and now what are we doing this year? Miss Rose, with the pies, are we coming back together again? Tell tell me about how you're using these pies, all the pies that you're baking um, with these young people out at Brick School today. We are coming back together for the first time in three years. But I got to say, we didn't let COVID stop us. Mm-hmm. You know, you talked mm-hmm. to us last year, you talked yeah. to us the year before, and mm-hmm. we made the pies, and people drove by and picked up their pies and yeah. took them on to where they were to do. We we have the conversations oh, online. And so this time we're doing online as well because we now have people, Miss um, Shabbat, I'm so honored by this, from all across the country, even outside of the country, who are following us. So some people will still be able to, to follow us tomorrow and be a part of the the sharing of their stories, because it really is about the stories. When people get a chance to hear Dr. King's voice, uh, we always mm. bring him up on yeah. um, one of the videos from his speeches. When people get a chance to hear community members, and tomorrow our guest uh, keynote speaker will be Dr. Ella Gates Mahmood, and you know people know all about Harvest Prep and Seed Academy, yes. and she and yes. her husband Eric founded those schools. And we're going to talk about that. Our theme this year is Edify, Edify with Sweet Potato Comfort Pie, um, a piece of unity. So that's the intent. We invite people with good intent to come and be a part of the conversation and to be a part of the change and the solution. So it's not just, you know, that you come and you sit and you get, but we want you to leave inspired to stand up. Stand up against racism. Mm-hmm. Stand up against stuff that's not right. And that's that's our objective. So we are excited about that. We have um, these 94 pots. I'm sitting here. It's so interesting. The room that I'm sitting here looking, I can look off into the kitchen, and I see the boxes starting to mm. get stacked up. You know, the volunteers mm-hmm. are wrapping and they're stacking. And we're going to have a 94 pie procession. So we are asking, yep, we're going to have people come in and carry those 94 pies because we used to do that before we started um, COVID. We had that. And now uh, at 94, I said, okay, we're going to get as many of 94 people as we can to come on and um, start the program out with that procession. Well, Miss Rose, I want to make sure everybody knows about your ninth annual Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Holiday Service uh, for the third year mm-hmm. uh, at Breck School. Um, it'll be in person. Mm-hmm. That is tomorrow. Um, and, and in Golden Valley, the pre-program starts at 1, followed by the main program from 2 to 4 p.m. A virtual Zoom option is also available for people who want to attend um, but can't get over there. And I want to make sure everybody knows that they can go to Sweep sweetpotatocomfortpie.org if they need more information. Again, sweetpotatocomfortpie.org. You can participate in this. And Ms. Rose, I just love how you are putting these young people front and center. 
how you have gone to break and empowered the young people because you know when we start honoring dr king i don't know about um you but you know my young kids were tuning out you know they thought this is some old mm-hmm. people's mm-hmm. stuff and they don't want to be a part yes. of it you know but but for them to be able to see the way that you are working with these young people um for your ninth annual dr king holiday service and how you are allowing mm-hmm. the young people to mm-hmm. not just be a part but be leaders um and, and training the next generation I, I just can't thank you enough for empowering our kids well thank you and if i can just mention robinsdale area schools I tell you, I'm so proud of them. This is where I live, right? Yeah. They served sweet potato pie in February to all the schools in Robbinsdale, made from my recipe, and then had me come out and hang out at one school. And they're preparing to do it again as well. And it's just very exciting, you know, that um, they're bringing the pie into the schools like this. And we're going to feature that tomorrow. And we're also featuring a school in Bloomington called Noble. Is it Bloomington? Yeah, Bloomington called Noble. And those kids have been baking the pies through their uh, family consumer uh, services um, group. And what they do, they've been doing, it's like a service learning project where mm-hmm. they make the pies and then um, anyone from the district, throughout the district, can make a donation and then they can get the pie. And then they can turn the money into a um, shelter out there in the community. And previously, before COVID, they were able to do clothing drives. Yeah. But COVID, they couldn't bring clothing anymore. Right. So now they're doing it through making the sweet potato pies and donations are made and then they can give the money to the schools. I mean, to the to the to the um, shelter. To the shelter. And out here oh, at Hopkins yeah. West, Hopkins West Junior High School students, they've been making pies for the last two years, and they make their pies during the week when we're making pies for um, the commemoration of the anniversary of Mr. George Floyd's death. Mm-hmm. So that week, they now are making pies, and they're having conversations about what bothers yeah. them. And do you know what one of the leading things is that keeps coming up? Hmm. And it's like, oh, my God, this keeps happening. Bullying. Bullying. Yeah. Yeah. All, all, you know, ethnicities are talking about how they're being bullied and they want it to stop. So they're making the pies. They're trying to do these gestures of um, let's get along better. And it's just I, I just. I, I do sometimes, I got to tell you, I just have to sit down and cry because mm. I don't even understand it. I I don't understand why, um, but, you know, I'm, I, I'm a spiritual woman, and I just believe the Lord has just, his, he has his own plan. And if it's through this sweet potato pie, then so be it. So Well, I tell you what, <laughs> the Lord has blessed us with you and these pies. And whether it is the MLK service tomorrow or it is a school event next week, it is doing amazing things to help people in our community. Thank you, Ms. Rose, for the work that you do through these pies and your leadership for helping these young people and for being on the Shaletta Show. Y'all don't go anywhere. We've got more to come. I love the Shaletta Show because you know what? We don't stop talking just because there's a commercial break. Okay? This show is virtual the entire time that I'm on the air. 
So folks know that. And so they engage me on Twitter. They engage me on Facebook. They even go to my website, ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com, and, and they click the contact button to ask questions if they don't have enough space on Twitter and Facebook. David Cox just sent me a note, and he said, Hey, Shaletta, who is the lady that was on the radio with you at around noon on Saturday? I didn't get to listen to the whole thing, but I'm interested in reading this book about transracial adoption. That was my girl, Shannon Gibney. She is going to be at Red Balloon Bookstop. This Wednesday at 6.30, she is going to have a reading. She's going to talk about her book, her new nonfiction, um, I'm sorry, her uh, speculative fiction book, The Girl I Am, Was, and Never Will Be. Uh, She talks about the surreal experience of growing up as a mixed black transracial adoptee. And you need tickets uh, just go to redballoonbookshop.com. And I tell people all the time, you can always, yeah, it's easy, right? You can always go on Amazon. Most of us have Prime memberships. Click, click. The book is available there, right? But our local bookstores, they really need our support. Red Balloon Bookshop, Moon Palace Books, Gully Wobbles, so many others right here in the Twin Cities. They're employing your neighbors and friends. And it's so important um, that we support them. So whether you go buy one of my autism children's books or like David Cox who emailed me on the contact button at ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com, you go and pick up uh, Shannon Gibney's new book, The Girl I Am, Was, and Never Will Be. Do it at one of our local stores. You know, it's warm enough today. Get on out there. Um, and, and, and take your family and, and purchase a couple of books over at Red Balloon, Moon Palace, Gully Waffles in St. Cloud. And, and show support for your local booksellers. Because let me tell you something. Um, when local authors are looking for an opportunity to get their books on the store shelves, these bookstores make it happen. They're the ones who are providing space for local authors to do book readings and book signings. Um, they're the ones who are going to give our kids their first jobs. And we want to make sure to keep them around. Nothing against Amazon. It's so easy to just get it delivered to the house. Right? You got your Prime membership already. But it's so nice when we can um, support the local business owners who also support our community and keep our economy going. I I just have a heart for small businesses because I am a small business owner and I see how small businesses like a red balloon bookshop, a moon palace books and gully wobbles, how they all um, support our local authors, how they give some kids their first jobs. And so, you know, if we don't get there and get these books and purchase them and show up for Shannon Gibney's uh, book reading and signing, all we're going to be able to do is click, click. I don't know about y'all, but I like me some interaction. All right. Y'all don't go anywhere. Steve Thompson is going to talk to me about Vikings football. That's coming up next on the Shaletta Show. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.